1: your life to the next level. Today, I am very pleased to have as my guest, Regina Huber. Let me tell you about Regina. She is the CEO of Transform Your Performance. She drives bold, value-driven, and heart-centered leadership of self and others. Her eclectic experience on five continents started in Germany and included leadership positions at the Boston Consulting Group, as well as ownership of businesses in Argentina, Brazil, and the U.S. This experience shaped her into a multicultural, transformational leadership coach, international inspirational speaker, and author of Speak Up, Stand Out, and Shine. She also authored three other books and wrote numerous articles for magazines in the U.S. and Africa, where she has been featured by multiple media outlets. In 2021-2022, she hosted her own TV show titled, What's Your Spark? Regina is a conversational intelligence, C-IQ enhanced skills practitioner. She created three signature coaching frameworks, powerful leadership transformation, new paradigm leadership, and you get your dream salary. And she has passion for travel and dance. Me too. Our theme will be empowering the self-building, trust-inspiring others. Please join me in welcoming my guest, Regina Huber. Nice to have you here.
2: Thank you so much, Vicky, for the beautiful introduction. I'm delighted to be here with you today and uh, to create an inspiring episode together.
1: Awesome. Well, you have such a great background, I, and I love that it is that international flair that you, multicultural, it's, you know, makes for, uh, I think, a more visionary leader whenever you have that. So we always start with the easy question. We we set all those locations that you have set your foot in, but where do you call home right now? Where's Where do you live?
2: Well, pretty much I call home where I lay my head. <laughs> I'm originally from Germany, as you can hear still uh, in my my accent for sure. I grew up on a farm in a tiny village of 10 houses and I've also lived in Munich, uh, later in Spain and Brazil twice. In Argentina twice, and in the U.S. both on the West Coast and on the East Coast. And I'm currently in France and Lyon. I just really love to travel and to move, and as you said, you know, open up our minds through yeah. one of those traveling uh, opportunities and activities. And uh, I've also traveled actually a lot in Latin America, mm-hmm. and in more recent years, mostly on the African continent, uh, apart from a few months in Mexico as well and some other places. So you could say I'm a passionate nomad, though I'm yeah. not always on the run.
1: <laughs> so that's one of my goals is to travel more. I just love going to different places, different countries, and even, you know, in North America, Canada, here, and the U.S. But um, how many languages do you speak?
2: I always say I speak five and a half. Wow. <laughs>
1: that
2: doesn't, it doesn't count Latin, of course, because we, you know, we studied it at school, but no yes. one did. Uh But yeah, um, I would say four fluently and then um, bringing my French back to a better level now. <laughs> and then I, when I go to Italy, I, I can make myself understood.
1: Yeah, so nice. So what made you who you are today? What shaped you into the Regina we're looking at today?
2: Well, I think it's really this eclectic and adventurous, and, and adventurous, sorry, adventurous and multicultural background and experience that I have on five continents. <laughs> so I've experienced a long list of, of adventures, some pretty crazy ones, Vicky. And it's been a very exciting story of transformation and growth for me so far in my life. Some of the growth has been pleasant. <laughs> Some of it has not been so pleasant. <laughs> you know, we all also learn in painful ways yeah. as long in, um, in this uh, journey called life. And um uh, you know, in a nutshell, I think it was the 16 years at a global consulting firm where I also was in leadership positions, uh, was thrown into leadership uh, without any relevant background at the time into this new role for me uh, in a country where I just moved to and just learned the language of in Spain back then, right? And then uh, I've also worked with this company on uh, on three continents in several different locations, helped them open a couple of offices in Portugal and in Brazil. And this has really allowed me to work in several different languages and with very diverse teams. And I think all of this really always broadens our horizon even more because we learn so much through language and how other people and in other cultures express themselves, how they, you know, how they, how they express themselves through language, but also through dance and 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 uh, and in other ways. And I mentioned dance because it's one of my big passions. I love dancing. I didn't grow up with it, uh, but I love it. And I have experienced the different dances in the different locations where I've lived, and always try to get a piece of it. And also, by the way, Vicky, to learn the lessons through dance that it offers us right it yeah. offers, it i learned a bunch of business lessons and leadership lessons through dance i even wrote articles about this so yeah, yeah. and then of course as, as a business owner in argentina brazil and the u.s you know you learn different lessons but also a lot of resilience a lot of uh, leadership as well because Maybe you, and you know, as business owners, some of us have their own teams. Some of us uh, deal with other people that they lead in 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 different capacities, right?
1: Yeah, and whenever you are working with teams in different cultures, especially whenever you're based in that different country, the the style is different. their the culture really impacts who they are and what they are, and so. If it's different from what you were accustomed to, how do you pivot? How do you change to be able to be as effective as possible?
2: Right. And I saw that even very clearly just between the West Coast and the East Coast of the U.S. It was very different. Yeah. (laughs) When I arrived in San Francisco, I had one lady, she was an Asian lady in my team. And she said to me at the beginning, I remember that clearly, you speak so loud and I said wow you know no one has ever said that to me (laughs) so I had to just really adapt my style with her a little bit because she was a little bit more soft spoken and and she somehow didn't take it so well we had a great relationship in the end but you know it was just like something that she conveyed to me and that just uh that just uh That just made me think a lot about what you just said as well. Sometimes it's really
1: little details. Yeah. And when you talk about dance, I can see that part of what I teach in helping people be more engaging as speakers is allowing yourself to be vulnerable and authentic and, and especially in Latin dance, you know, you have to be expressive and, and really just let yourself flow with the music and that is being vulnerable. And so I can see a great tie to uh, being an effective communicator and leader by understanding dance. I often talk about how music also helps you be a better speaker.
2: Absolutely, because you hear music, you listen to music, and as you listen more to it, you get the different nuances. Mm -hmm. And as a speaker, you need to know how to use them. Right, yeah. but also dance again, uh, Vicky. Yes, I also have done a lot of Latin dancing, a lot of Brazilian dancing, gafiera, and all these different uh, styles. Tango dancing. I translated about ten books on Argentine tango and the and the Argentine culture. Yeah. And um, now I'm doing mostly African uh, types of dances, and they're all. uh You know, they all have their own spirit, their own Mm. culture. But also when we talk about, for example, the partner dancing, Mm. if in partner, a partner dancing, we typically have a, a, a leader and a follower, you know this. And if the leader is not clear in his or her intention and does not manage their energy well, then it's not working. Uh-huh. We cannot understand their follow. So it makes uh, their, their lead, sorry, and we, it's much, much harder to follow them. It doesn't feel safe.
1: Yeah, really.
2: Right. It's a dialogue. So it's a lot about non verbal communication that we also learn in dance mm-hmm. and about yeah. energy and about presence, all of it. Self-expression, mm-hmm. teamwork, how yeah. you space together with other people, how to share space how to
1: be able
2: to rely on each other in a team. There's so much there.
1: Oh, good, good points. So what really drove you, inspired you to leave that corporate world in the consulting firm to go out on your own in business? What was that gut feeling that said you have to do this?
2: Well, you know, in the past, I pretty much lived my life uh, along the motto of just do it. <laughs> like I, had, I would have this idea and just do it. That didn't always have to be like a really important reason. I wanted to open a business in Buenos Aires and I literally just did it. I transferred my money that I needed to get an investor's visa, you know, and to just started doing it at the time. And that's uh, that was in 2005, when I left my well paying job in, in San Francisco and uh, just went on this adventure and it was all quite adventurous actually. And when I came back to the US in 2012, after spending three and a half years again in argentina where i had been before but for a shorter period of time and then another three and a half years in brazil so that was years later in 2012 i wanted to create a new project a new business and i really needed to figure out how all this eclectic experience that i had collected and gathered could make sense together in a package how it could all flow into something meaningful that would be of service to my clients and I didn't even know who my clients were going to be at the time right? yeah. but that's how Transform Your Performance was originally born and I started working mostly was performing artists at first and soon also with other entrepreneurs but eventually I pivoted to working mostly not only but mostly with leaders in corporate and financial services and tech and also some small business owners who have teams because of course my focus is on both career advancement and uh, leadership skills and leadership development mm. and uh, you know because my own experience while working for a global consulting firm and uh, at some other places, as well as my experience as a business owner in these different countries, had taught me so much about leadership and careers and career development and career mm. management. Uh, I, I figured that I had really to do something with that, yeah. right? But also, I wanted to bring the lessons in that I had learned, some of which were not very pleasant. Like I had a very painful experience with business partner in Brazil, which ended up casting my my business there but it also taught me that I really had to take responsibility and step out of my victim mode into a self-empowering mindset so all of this together with my holistic studies the study of the mind learning about energy it gave me a great foundation for for coaching and even also those negative experiences you know one more experience that was also very very uh very just dis- uh, critical in this I, I i should call it is uh when i failed to negotiate my salary and i left three hundred thousand dollars on the table and, and that i could have made more of in mm. just three years so mm. this particular experience also inspired me to help my clients negotiate powerfully and to own their value and get paid mm. um what their work
1: is worth basically wow that's awesome mm-hmm. So, talk to us a little bit more about your signature framework, Powerful Leadership Transformation.
2: Yes. My coaching approach is very holistic. So, this framework is, of course, also based on this holistic approach. Mm-hmm. It's about leadership of self and others. I always like to say leadership starts with self, more mm-hmm. and foremost. In my opinion, that's the most important leadership skill to lead oneself. And it also has a lot to do with self-awareness, of course, which then gives us also greater emotional intelligence. Now, my clients typically, they want promotions and raises and all of that. And and they want to be better leaders, but they also want a better quality of life, less stress and more fulfillment. They yeah. want to know that they are making an impact through the work they do. It has a purpose and meaning, and so all the good stuff that comes with fulfillment, right? <laughs> yeah. This is why I created this particular leadership framework first, and it has uh, four pillars, and the pillars are a self-empowering mindset and heartset. The second pillar is distinctive uniqueness. The third is a body and energy conscious presence and a lot of the dance comes into this again but not mm-hmm. only uh, and the fourth is inspired and effective action because of course without action yeah. nothing much right. happens usually right so this is what it's all about these are the four pillars and yeah um there's a lot behind them
1: <laughs> yeah for sure so you just mentioned um Self-empowering mindset and heart set, and I my leadership program is leading with the heart, the head, and the hands, and uh, so talk to us more about that. Uh, how important it is to have both the mindset and that heart set.
2: Yes, first of all, we want heart-centered leaders. Yes. I love working with bold value-driven, heart-centered, and people-centered leaders. And I think heart-centered and people-centered goes hand-in-hand. Hand. You know, the, the two go hand-in-hand. Hand. The mind is most powerful when it's led by the heart. Yeah. Mindset and heart-set need to come together because they are just better together. You know, it, 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 when we have this mind and heart in co-creation, this combination of both, that's when we become most effective, but also when the work we do as leaders and the work we do in general becomes more satisfying, I believe, and more sustainably successful. Yeah. So we want to use both the power of, of our minds and of our hearts, that intellectual power of the mind, and and that you specific wisdom that unique wisdom (laughs) you with the y-o-u right wisdom that no one else has but you because it's what you have accumulated in your heart through your life experiences through your unique experiences and as you probably know and many of our listeners know the heart is actually a part of the brain yeah. with its 40,000 brain-like cells. And it has a magnetic field that is up to 5,000 times stronger than the head brain's magnetic field. We connect with the people and the world around us through our hearts. And that's why it's so important uh, for, for a human connection for for many many things you know So it's, it's about in my opinion it's about how do we integrity not just with others but also with ourselves
1: mm-hmm.
2: you now it's it's that we can be more compassionate with others when we are more compassionate with self we have to learn it for ourselves first and uh, we treat we we must treat ourselves well which makes it easier to treat others well We also need to allow ourselves to stay authentic, and that is oftentimes easier when we are connected to our heart space. Also, Vicky, you know this, as entrepreneurs, we need a lot of courage. And as leaders, we need a a lot of courage. And courage is found in the heart. Mm -hmm. Fear is in the mind, courage is in the heart. That's also probably, or not just probably, it's a fact, actually, that the words heart and courage have the same root in many languages. Like, mm-hmm. for example, France. In French, right? I'm in France right now. In French, cœur is heart and courage is courage. Yeah. And the same is true of other languages,
1: you know? Yeah. And then one when you were just talking about like, the courage. the yeah. magnet, how yeah. the, the heart has more that magnetic capability And if you think about it, whenever you lead with the heart, you make an impression that stays with you and like a magnet, it sticks with you. And it's a great way to remember how important it is. If you want to make that lasting impression that will stay with a person beyond the time that you walk out of that room. Yes. I love that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So- Talk to us a little bit about passion too. Oftentimes in the corporate world, executives, especially men, have a hard time being and showing passion and and how important it is, is that passion and um, how is it related to our brilliance?
2: Yeah, first of all, I believe that actually passion also comes from the heart, Yeah, at least to a certain extent. Yes, and passion keeps us going when the going gets tough. Yeah. As value-driven leaders, we must have passion to lead. Uh, why is that well because i think it can get really bumpy when we stand up for what's right even though it may not be aligned with the mainstream narrative sometimes you know and so we need that courage on the one hand and the passion on the other so i personally love to work with bold leaders with courageous leaders who do the right thing even when it's hard Mm -hmm. and that requires passion Also, I believe that we talked about dance earlier, Vicky. Oftentimes, we dismiss seemingly unrelated passions as not relevant for our work. But in my case, I've learned so many valuable business and leadership lessons through dance. And I'm sure other people have other passions that can give them value in their work that they might not even have considered yet. It's worth looking at your passions, even outside of work, and see how you can bring them into your work and make your work more fun through them and through the learnings you've had.
1: So good. So uh, we are almost through our time, but I have just a couple more questions before we go into rapid fire. What do you mean by body, energy, conscious presence, And how can it help us show up more powerfully in business?
2: Yeah, so the body and energy uh, conscious, the two consciousnesses, so to speak, they are, of course, closely uh, related because they're not separate. Yes. So when I talk uh, about body and energy conscious, if I mention both, it's because for some people, it's easier to relate to one than to the other. We probably all have heard or most people have heard of Amy Cardi's power posing. So that also includes actually the two elements. right? It's, it's a body consciousness, but it also works with the energy of the body and of the pose. And uh, body consciousness to me is just really being fully present in our bodies. Yeah. Maybe just by taking a few deep belly breaths. whatever you need to do or by um by tensing your muscles and 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 relaxing them a few times so just getting present and the energy consciousness is important because so often we hear that it takes seven seconds to make a first impression but it takes only 0.07 seconds for our brains to figure out whether we can trust someone
1: yeah
2: and that's about our energy so our energy speaks faster and louder than our words. When our words contradict our energy, the energy usually wins. Mm-hmm. Right. This is very important for your work as well, Vicky, that you do with your with your clients, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And energy has such a significant role in trust building in general, yeah. in business presence, leadership presence, executive presence, whatever your word is. You know, it, it, it helps us when we know how to optimize our energy, it helps us enhance our perceived presence while raising our confidence at the same time. Uh-huh. So, in my opinion, it's not so much about the quantity of our energy, mm-hmm. but the quality.
1: Yeah. Of our energy, yeah. Right because that and, energy- and, and that's a really great point that it is you have some people that they bring the energy on the whole time and it loses the impact because you don't show them that that as i call it the roller coaster ride that you should go through to really have someone feel and make an impression
2: Yes, you want to play with the levels of energy and you want to bring the right energy that helps you build that trust, right? Because our energy flows into everything we say, think, and do. Mm -hmm. Even our our thoughts, right? Our thoughts impact our environment. They impact other people, the things around us. And everything is fueled by this energy, also in business.
1: Yep, that is so true. All right, so... How do you, how do you incorporate into your coaching and speaking the dance? So, um, is it. subtle, or do you have us do exercises in dance to become more fluid and. Vulnerable, if you will. How do you, most incorporate of the
2: times it? It, yeah, most of the time it's subtle. So I bring in the lessons. I I I use the analogies as well, and uh, I just uh, you know bring it in through who I have become as well. Because I think we we embody our learnings, and we bring them also to our clients in that way, not just through our verbal communication.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, yes, I was actually featured in Forbes quite a few years ago now for power dancing because oh, I just love power dancing instead of power posing because I, I'm all about movement. I love it. I, I believe that for me, that's the better way, but everybody chooses what's best for them, yeah. right? That contradict the other way, of course. And uh, and I have done some power dancing exercises uh, at events that I was speaking in the past and uh, now, uh, you know, a few years ago already when I did those, but I definitely want to bring them in again. And, you know, it it just depends on the moment. I have been thinking about this a lot actually lately again and how to reintegrate it in a, in a different way as well.
1: Yeah, one of the groups that I am coaching with, they have a, a person when we do different events, you know, three-day events or whatever, they bring in a couple of times a woman And I'll have to get you her name, but she uh, does drumming and Uh has us do drumming. But with your African influence, it might be something that would be great because having just the effort of strumming and drumming and getting your body moving and it really brings the energy that I think opens your mind to be more innovative and creative as you go through and receptive maybe also to the ideas that are going to be shared in the next session that you have
2: are you reading my mind <laughs> <laughs> i just have to say this because this is amazing i used to play the the african djembe drum when i lived in argentina with uh you know i was taking classes with a senegalese um mm-hmm. friend i i haven't done it in a long time, but I've been playing with this idea so long. And also when I lived in Brazil, I did take uh, conga lessons for a while with two different teachers. I learned to, to read music in three different, in two different ways, because they were different. They write it differently to our, to the way we, we, we learned it at school. And with the uh, Jemby, it was, he didn't have me write anything. It was recording mm-hmm. what we did and then do it, you know, according to what I heard. But I love drumming. I love drumming. And yeah. I've been thinking about taking it up again. It's the heartbeat of the earth.
1: Yeah. It is. Yeah,
2: there's also a way to connect in that sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, yes. I don't think it there's is. anybody that can sit and not start moving <laughs> when the drums start going. It's-
2: Thank you so much for inspiring me yeah. to do this. Again. Do that. Do yes,
1: that. absolutely. All right. And Your travels in Africa, what kind of inspired you to go there? Was it just a a dream that you, your bucket list thing or um, what drove you to want to go there?
2: It's been a natural part of my journey called life. (laughs) It's, uh, it's, I sort of, you know, went in this route if i if i now look back <laughs> right if something took me to spain so that then i would learn spanish and go over to latin america also learn portuguese on, in spain so yeah. also uh, have an opportunity to go to brazil and so on and and i traveled a lot throughout latin america found that very very interesting very enriching and inspiring And uh, then, of course, there's a lot of the African culture in in those dances as well. And the root is African of of most of those dances. And so it was all also sparked through music and dance, I believe, but also through my natural curiosity. I've always been insatiably curious and although I was closer to Africa when I was still in Europe back then, you know, I, I had been to Morocco at some point, but not really to the other African countries, I rediscovered that that interest and then I, I uh, just really found it so, so lovely to work with the people in the different countries and to speak there and to learn and and enrich myself, I love African dance, African music, but there's, of course, so many, many different types. Mm. You can never know them all. Mm. Right now, my big passion is Ndombolo and Congolese music, but I love them all, you know, and I started subar dancing now a little bit, taking my first lessons. But when I went to Uganda for a month and to, to, to Rwanda, you know, they are neighboring countries, but the dances are so different and um. so, their own again. I was fascinated because those were the dances that I'd actually never seen in person before.
1: Oh, wow. That's awesome. Well, it is time now for me to share my screen. So I'm going to share my screen and have the contact information so that you all can get a screenshot of. All right. So uh, what would people find when they go to your website?
2: Yes, on my website, there are several different pages that uh, describe how I work with people in one on one coaching, how I work with companies. I speak at events. I speak at company events as well as summits, conferences, other events. There's a speaking page as well. You will also find a link to the book Speak Up, Stand Out and Shine and to the other books that I have co authored together with other authors. And uh, yes. my my LinkedIn profile is there for you as well. I have a LinkedIn career growth strategies newsletter. If you're looking for a free resource about career advancement and leadership, I have a YouTube channel as well at Regina Huber. And of course, my book is on Amazon.
1: It's been just wonderful chatting with you. Uh, great conversation. You gave so many wonderful tools and tips for the audience. And uh, as I said, Definitely want to have you back so we can chat a little bit more. And as always, I remind everyone, life is a journey, and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nethling